What's up, True Disciples? It's your boy Rico. And your girl, Michaela. And welcome to the True Disciple Podcast. On this podcast, we discuss relationship with Jesus and what it means to be a true disciple. Being a true disciple means to be an outsider of the world. So hope you guys stay true and stay blessed. And don't forget, relationship with Jesus trumps religion. Let's get into the show. What's the truth to solve you? It's your boy Rico. And your girl Michaela. How you guys doing today? Man, I hope you guys had an awesome, awesome weekend. I know we did. Did you? Mm-hmm. I'm finna rest <laughs> more this weekend too, Lord willingly. Y'all, we hit the ground a little hard yesterday. Yesterday was the first start of school. Oh, yeah. We trying to whisper a little bit, so forgive us because our son is asleep. But, I don't yeah, care, yesterday, yesterday was a lot, bro. Right. We managed, though. We pulled through. Thank you, Jesus. But, we it, it was a lot, y'all. Cause yesterday I was going to school. Well, actually, Rico he's been going to school, mm-hmm. but he's only been taking one class. Exactly. So yesterday he had three more classes that were added on. Cause me and him now are full time. So yesterday was my first time going in like what two years since Ryan's been yeah, born. It's been it's been a while. It's been a minute, y'all. So I was trying to scramble, write down my little schedule and stuff, and then Rico had to go and get his stuff, and then Ryan was. He was he was he was not playing. He just, y'all. he just kept waking up and everything. It was Legos all over my living room. And anybody who know me know that I don't play about my house being dirty. And I was just I turned around. I was just like, whoa. It, it wasn't dirty. It was just I Mess. call it misplaced of things. That's Basically, it. my one year old, almost two year old, um, brought all his toys in our living room. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's what happens when you have kids. Huh? Exactly. But hey, it's a joy in the moment for that though. It is, because I'm gonna miss it. Exactly. I'm gonna miss it. But today, guys, so we're gonna dive into the word this morning. Uh, so today, guys, we're gonna be talking about. I know last week we talked about Acts 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with Paul going to Thessalonia. Um, oh, I forget the B word. What's that? Bessera. Bera. Bera. Beria. Beria in like Athens, mm-hmm. and we in and we in what was displayed was showing that you know. You have a disciple, you know, God just moving and through these different regions and how they were getting chased out. And I feel like it, it comes into like today's society too. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go and go talk to somebody about the word, yeah. you either like get a door shut in your face or you get a door shut in your face, you know, sometimes physical, <laughs> but then sometimes like, you know, you know, you know, spiritually, they know I want to talk to you, but then you do have those people that do. They want to seek the Lord, you know, and say, hey, I want to hear more of this, you know. Like, I understood when he was in, uh, I understood when he was in Bear, and they were like, hey, we, can, can you come tomorrow? We want to hear more of this, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel that. Because at least they were still like, okay, I don't understand what you're talking about. It's just like, it's like going to church for the first time. You're like, I'm going to try it again next week. I don't understand today, but I'm, I'm going to But that's the thing. Again. They were happy. I think they did understand because it said right. they received it with great joy. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. Like, you have different people responding differently, like, to the gospel. Like, there's right. some people. But the gospel truly is meant for it to really just be good news. But um, it's crazy to see, like, you know, it's it's funny because we see, like Rico said, we see um, Thessalonica. We see Beria. We see 
um, Athens. And it's crazy because you see in these different regions, that's how today's society responds to the gospel. Mm-hmm. And you can either receive it with great joy or you can be like the Thessalonians right. and be jealous and start wanting to just do too much. Do too much. <laughs> right. Um, but I guess it worked for them somewhere because he, Paul did write a book of Thessal- in Thessalonians. But today, mm-hmm. y'all, we're going to be talking about basically the gospel in action, right? We know that Jesus came, he died for us so that we have salvation. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to be talking about Matthew um, chapter 27, verses 45 through 55. And we're going to basically just be talking about the gospel of Jesus. We're going to be talking about um, God's word really just fuf- being fulfilled, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, yeah, babe, you go ahead and <laughs> take it. Take it to the house. Before I start, y'all, please <laughs> forgive me if I mispronounce some words wrong. Hey, I'm still trying to, you know, grasp everything. But anyway. We about to start playing the gospel. Yeah, or yeah, not yeah. the gospel, but the Bible app. Yeah. And like, you know, let it play out. Yeah. And see it's what just that man, his voice just. Yeah, it's great. Maybe, it made me not want to read the Bible yeah. no more. <laughs> yeah. But you can make it dramatic to where like, he has a dramatic voice. Really? Yeah. Um, so, all right, I'm going to read you guys. So it says, from noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried down a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sabedadani, which means, my God, my God, what have you forsaken me? When some of these, when some of those standing heard there, when some of them there, <laughs> standing there heard this, they, he said, he's calling unto Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine, vinegar, put it on the staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rock split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who have died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus resurrected and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with, them, with, with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was the son of God. Many women were there watching from distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Amongst them were Mary Madeline, Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. Man, I don't know if you guys have felt none, but that's that's crazy. It's crazy, like, how in here we see, like, this is the, like, fulfillment of, like, God's, you know, plan. This is the first, you know, Jesus is the per- perfect sacrifice. He's the perfect lamb. You know, the veil is torn. Everything is just, like, coming, coming to, like, you know, closed caption, <laughs> you know. Um, but this is just, this is just a, I feel like this is just like a display of like his true love for us, you know, and how he sent, you know, Jesus, his only, you know, son to, you know, die for, to die for us. And, and it's like, you know, every day, this is like what we were reminded of mm-hmm. every single day. This is what we're reminded of. And this is continued to be pre, you know, preached over years and years and centuries. Mm-hmm. 
and and it's like it shows like a lot of grace too like yeah we could have been in jesus spot Mm -hmm. you know but jesus took sin upon himself so we can you know we can be saved and we can have you know relationship with god Mm because you know god loves us like the bible says you know the love of God, nothing can keep the love of God away from us, not even, or angels or demons, you know, so he still chases after us. He still go after that 99. Mm-hmm. I mean, that one at least the 99. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> like the song? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, so Kayla, what did you get out of this? Like, what's something like, you know, Doris speaking to your heart, or something you know, you laid on your heart that, you know, that you feel that you can, that can rest, rest on you? I feel like the death of Jesus should be something that's evident in the right. lives of like us who are fought, like, you know, us as believers and stuff, because we do have to have like a death to flesh. Exactly. And in this chapter, Jesus had a death to his flesh. And you see Jesus receiving a word of God and him like understanding like, OK, this is God's will and him prepping for that will. But like in the face of, you know, scrutiny right. and brutality and just a whole bunch of just bad things that happened to him. He was like, okay, God, like, have you forsaken me? And I see myself in that. And I see like how, you know, sometimes when God gives you that word, it's fruitful in the moment. But when it's time for his will to actually like come to fruition, you're like, okay, dang. And it kind of goes back to like what it was saying with like in church. um, I think it was last week or something where Mm. um, the person who was up there talking they were like sometimes we fall so in love with our will instead of the will of God you know because it Mm -hmm. doesn't look the way that we want it to look so I think it's beautiful because what you see is what you see is in the New Testament with this new God this gospel talking about Jesus and salvation is a prophecy fulfilled and I love how you see Jesus like okay God like where are you and it's like, sometimes God doesn't answer us in the way that we want it, where we want it to be like a loud, booming voice, or I want you to tell me like how you told me before. But it's like God answered with with action. You right. know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's a beautiful thing because we see um, Jesus basically like, hey, God, like, why have you forsaken me? You know, like him doubting God. And we tend to doubt God too, you know, but you also see... Um, through this scripture, you know, you also see, you know, people mocking, mocking him, making a mockery of him, giving him wine vinegar. Me and Rico tried wine vinegar, you guys. And like Rico said, like, I would be pissed if somebody gave me wine vinegar. You know what I'm saying? Wine vinegar does not quench your tongue. It makes your oh, tongue no. very dry. Exactly. And Rico was, he told me this. I Rico be going into that scientific stuff, y'all. I don't really be doing all that. But he was like, wine, you said it like makes you bleed more, like makes you bleed out. Like the wine vinegar mm-hmm. is pretty much, it's, um, it's to like thin your blood more. Yeah. So it's like, That's like so as Jesus is like hanging on his cross and he's bleeding, he's bleeding ferociously more, you know. And it's like, they, out of all things, they could have gave this man some water. Bro, they ran to get that sponge and some vinegar. Like, think about that. You just was like, okay, I have some vinegar. Let me go ahead and run and give this to him. And it was to, it was to mock him. Because yeah. they was like, let's see if Elijah comes. Yeah. You know. So then after that, y'all, y'all see um, Jesus crying in a loud voice. He gave up his spirit, so then he died, right? And then it says, at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two 
from top to bottom. This is at verse 51. The earth mm-hmm. shook, the rock split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. Now we see now we see the prophecy of God fulfilled through Jesus. The curtain of the temple is torn. That means, um, like Rico was saying, like, you know, back then you had to come to God a certain way. So they would have like a cord tied and they would pull mm-hmm. that person out, you know, if they did die. Because you couldn't appear before God because he was so holy. But now God was like, no, I want relationship back with my children. I know they're sinful, but I'm going to go ahead and give my only begotten son so that, you know what I'm saying, they'll have, you know, this way to go ahead and come through me. So that's why Jesus became the cornerstone. So then you see when the centurion and those who, with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, surely this is the son of God. And then it was other people watching off from a far distance that seen it too. But what I see in these verses is I see um, the prophecy of God. I see the fulfillment of what happened with the prophecy. And then you see us sinners reaping the benefits of salvation that comes through Jesus. So, yeah. Excuse us, y'all. Our son just woke up. So y'all hear some whining. Hey, little man, you want to say hi? He said, hi, everybody. Mm-hmm. He said, hi, everybody. But yeah, like, I like, like, I, I feel that. I feel that. And it's like, you know, with, especially like with the veil torn and stuff like that, I feel like when that happened, that created like no separation between us and God. It mm-hmm. was like perfect fulfillment. Yeah. But I still, I feel like today still, um, now we have like, you know, a lot of, you know, leaders and stuff like that. I feel like they put the veil back up. Yeah. And I, and it kind of like robs away the cross. Yeah. You know, it's like, so it's like y'all keep it because, you know, y'all have these, y'all been in churches, y'all, y'all noticed it, where everybody has like these little, um, the cool clubs or like the pastors looked as, as, as a celebrity almost like, you know. You have special greeting uh, time, to, uh, meet and greets. Trust me, hey, y'all, I've seen it all. Um, you have meet and greets. It's like, dude, like Jesus sat amongst his fo- his followers, you know, and he did. He was he wasn't he wasn't you know he didn't let people call him a teacher. You know what I'm saying? Even though he was Lord, because he asked Peter that, you know. But he didn't like he didn't like hey y'all go around and bow down to me or this and that. He told he was telling a prophecy, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was doing the will of God. He didn't let that distract him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, uh, you guys like, you know, it's the referred on, you know, referred on. It it shows like, you know, Jesus comes back and he's like, kind of like, he kind of like, they say he it, he rebukes his followers because like, I guess they like all left him and stuff like that. And he's like, he rebuked them, but it was in a good way because he told them that, Hey, go, you know, go preach, go, go to the nations and preach, you know what I'm saying? Preach in my name and, uh, you know, deliver, you know, cast out demons in my name. Yeah. And he, it was like, he didn't get mad. Like, where the heck, like, where the heck you been? Why you haven't been at church? Why haven't you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you must not be following me. He literally said, Hey, y'all been following me. Hey, I know y'all been doing your own thing, but Hey, still remember the mission. And I feel like sometimes we all forget that, that forget our mission, what we need to be doing, you know what I'm saying, for God. And we all have a will. And this is an encouragement for anybody who feel like, oh, like, I don't think God will use me or this and that. This is just my only spot in the church or 
um, he don't have a will like me, you know, or people that's inspiring to be, you know, you know, preachers and stuff like that. Servants that say that service because you as a pastor, you do serve. That's your first job is to serve. You're serving. You're serving. You're serving God. You're serving the people. You're not you're not above them, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> but anyway, um, you too young for your leg be creeping up. Anyway. But yeah, so it's just like we gotta continue to just you know remember the mission we like God has given us. And I know it's gonna be hard. Sometimes I feel like we put that veil back up too when we don't speak to him or mm-hmm. we're not trying to do his will. It's like and God is like, Why are you putting the veil back up? You know you got a direct connection with me, you know you can come with me. Uh I remember I was um I was uh reading, I was reading last night, right? And um it was uh there was uh there was a guy he's talking about how like um we use it we have all these books and stuff like that but if we could just eliminate the books and go straight to god because that's all we need we don't need no special you know books of how to do this how to do that because you're getting pretty much people's opinions you know not all the time it's not all the time i'm reading a book it's mm-hmm. called experiencing the depths of mm-hmm. jesus christ and this lady she's a nun Mm-hmm. And this nun, she was in prison for preaching, like, the word of God and stuff. And she's talking, like, she's she said, this is not a book, like, where you'd be reading it from, like, a theology standpoint right. or, like, for knowledge. And I feel like sometimes that's what people need. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I feel like it was definitely a blessing. You could mm-hmm. definitely, um, yeah. And then sometimes God gives revelation to people, mm-hmm. right? I've, I've read many books where it's like helped me like as like a mm-hmm. foundation of my faith because it's just like as long as it has scripture supporting it mm-hmm. it's more like the books it's like your only source and everything because sometimes yeah. they sometimes it can become like reliant of like oh, I'm just gonna go to the books but then it's like because I feel like I see myself do that like oh I'm gonna go to the books I'm gonna do the devotion it's like man I can just talk to God like right through there yeah. you know what I'm saying get I revelation you. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so that's just really how it is um, but yeah guys uh, but we always gotta remember just continue to you know do the will of God and uh, if you don't know that will just ask him you know if you don't hear him the first time go in there again you know keep going you know going going and seeking you know the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing so Continue to seek, and uh, you know he get desires of a heart, and uh, that's another, that's another that's another thing about that. And yeah. I'm not the one to quote theologians or anything, y'all. But I don't, I don't know. I really like that book. I feel like that book really helped me take like some pointers and stuff away. Mm-hmm. One thing that lady said is when you're seeking God, um, when you're seeking God. And you're trying to find him and look for him. He's more eager to look for, look and find you. You know, like you're already found, but he's more eager for you to come to him. And she was saying, sometimes we seek God in a place where our hearts aren't pure, or we seek God in a place where um, he's not, because he's not in sin, right? So we have to come apart from that and like come to him. So I, I love. I feel like the difference with this book too that because I had to stop reading this one book like some my, one of my pet peeves is like somebody quoting a theologian more than they're quoting the word right, of God yeah. that's like a pet peeve to me so for me I'm like uh, I kind of try to seek knowledge more than I would seek not knowledge I'm sorry seek wisdom more than I would seek knowledge if that makes sense I'm trying to y'all 
but I I don't know. It was like it's it's one of my pet peeves when I see somebody like just continuously quoting theologians. Mm-hmm. But with this book, it's different because it's like she writes for people who don't who are illiterate. You know, like mm-hmm. you can literally somebody could read it to you and you could like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, that mug was so good though, bro. I was just like, dang, because it's just like it's not like you would think like in the 1600s somebody would be writing that book from a point of like intellect yeah, it's and, you know what crazy. I'm saying yeah, it's like right. it's so like like it's kind of <laughs> like dumbed down you know mm-hmm. yeah so mm, but yeah you guys so basically mm-hmm. let's practice not putting that veil up I mm-hmm. feel like sometimes in our relationships we get comfortable or sometimes we start allowing our outside to cloud oh yeah most um, us needing to be inward spiritual beings you know and focusing on putting our minds and our hearts back on the cross, you know? And I know for me being a first off my relationship with God, then my marriage, then, then my, me being a mom and then like school and stuff, it's really easy, you know, being, you know, an adult and stuff and really trying to navigate through, you know, you finding and knowing who you are becoming, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then also trying to go ahead and pour into all these different cups, you know? Oh, yeah, exactly. But we always got to allow our cups to be filled by Jesus because that's the only way that we won't, like, burn out, you know? Mm-hmm. So check in with him and don't be putting that veil up, girl. <laughs> we putting that veil up. Yeah, don't be putting that veil up. <laughs> but, guys, we're going to uh, end the podcast. And uh, like Kayla said, you know, just don't just, let's practice not putting the veil up. We're going to practice that, too. Uh, you know, just talk and just talk to God. You know, He's there. You know, He's your Father. You know, He's direct contact. Well, you don't need to be sacrificing animals in the morning, <laughs> like you know, you know for sins. Going to the priest. Yeah, going to the priest or anything. Wrapping a cord around him. Yeah, and exactly. No more of that. You know, go straight. You know, go straight to God. You know, give him, give him, give him all everything. You know, all your worries and everything. Let's transfer them. And. Uh, but yeah, but uh, hope you guys have a good week. Um, keep us in prayer that we uh, continue to speak boldly, you know, for God, and uh, just keep us in prayer as we go into this uh, this this next year. If you guys have any uh, prayer requests, or you know, you guys have any inputs that we could sh- we should make our podcast better, just definitely give us some, um, you know, you know, below just write comment or anything, or send us an email and uh, email that be posted, and uh, yeah. We love you guys. You guys have a good one, okay? Love y'all. God bless. Bye. Bye.